Before time began, we have always had leaders. I've had them since I was born, my parents. I connect with them through conversation. You can connect with them through this podcast. Welcome to Two Pastors, One Roof, a podcast to help you navigate life in a spiritual way. I am Reverend Enrique Gordon, and with me is Reverend Shirley Gordon, and we are two pastors living under one roof. We are glad that you are joining us on this Good Friday. Today is day 39 of our 40 days Lenten devotion. Our title for today's devotion is Presence, Pardons, and Ultimate Passion. Were you there? when they crucified my Lord. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? These are the words that we will be lifting up in our devotion for this Good Friday. Listen now. To the reading of Reverend Eleanor Good Friday Devotion. Several years ago, while driving along at night, a melodious song ran from the car radio. It was a deep and rich toned voice singing the Negro spiritual, Were You There? The singing in progress was just about at the rising point in the song. Of all some time, it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Following that crescendo of the singer's tremble, there was then a sudden silence, allowing the voice to quietly ease back into, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Just then an announcer for the broadcast soon broke in, the ecstatic applause following the singing to say that the audience was being blessed by music from jubilant Skites baritone at the Moody Bible Institute Founders Day program. In retrospect, the singing was a most powerful and worshipful meditation in itself. As the broadcast continued, there was still in my mind a vocalized and piercing question of, were you there? Then the next question, looming amid the quietness of thoughts was, who was there? Who was there when they crucified my Lord? Who was there to hear the hammer strike the head of each nail? Who was there to hear Jesus written from the pain and agony of bearing humanity's sin, calling out to his Father, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Today we remember that day. For the Jews, ritually it was a day of the preparation before Passover, which would begin at sunset. But for Jesus and those who followed him, 
and ministered to him closely. It was a day to experience and witness treacherous moments and a most excruciating affliction. Early in the morning, he was condemned. To the mob's delight, Pilate ordered to have Jesus scourged and delivered up for crucifixion. How hypocritical it was that the Jews, as a people who despised the Roman capital punishment of crucifixion, yet clamored for Jesus' death by crucifixion. The scourging required Jesus to be stripped of his clothing, and most likely he was tied to a whipping post and cruelly beaten with whips of jagged metal with bones wrapped in a weighted leather tongue. This type of beating, no doubt, would have left his flesh torn. Mm. Wounded he was for transgressions. Bruised he was for iniquities. It was his precious blood that will stream down. Roman soldiers crowned his head with a ring of thorny bush, then mock him as king of the Jews. Afterward, Jesus, the only son of God, just like Abraham's only son, Isaac, had to carry the wood for upon which he will be sacrificed. In God's divine and redemptive plan, Calvary was located in the same mounts of Moriah in Jerusalem, where that sacrificial ram was trapped. This was no ordinary criminal's cross, although it was treated like one. Moving toward the mount, Simon of Cyrene, an African Jew, was forced to help carry the load as Jesus' bruised body was unable to bear the weight of the cross. No, Jesus did not bear the cross up to Calvary alone. It is a wonder to think that Simon was symbolically first in a perpetual line of souls to take up the consecrated cross to bear, although he was not condemned. It was the third hour, nine o'clock, when Jesus, truly an innocent man of sorrows, was lifted up, suspended between heaven and earth, while flanked by the condemned, it was nine o'clock when he was accused of being king of the Jews. On this cross, a stumbling block for all of Israel. So who was there at the sixth hour? After the debauchery, the weeping and the wailing, the crowd ten, many out of fear had abandoned him. Many scurred away as they sensed impending doom with the skies darkening. But John, the beloved disciple, was still there, the only one of the twelve. Jesus' mother, Mary, stood there steadfast too. Although her soul, at the peak of miraculous divine ecstasy, had magnified the Lord God for the great things he had done, she now witnessed and will feel the anguish of the sword piercing, not only through Jesus' body, but also her soul. John's mother, Salome, 
was there with her sister Mary, an aunt of Jesus. Then there was the other Mary and Mary Magdalene. All who had a loving care for him were there because of his love. Those who were obligated to crucify him as they followed orders of a higher command were still there. These four soldiers ironically would receive forgiveness and mercy undeserved. The hardened thieves, one sarcastic and one repentant, was there. It seems that on this awful day, the Lord sat in his holy temple and all of creation stood silent before him. For all of time throughout the ages, this was the day that the heavens would rent. For God in his first person, there could be no communion with sin. He could not look upon his only begotten, sinner's substitute, who now took on the sins of the whole world. And although for all of the time as the sun had continually run its appointed course from day to day, since creation, this day, it could not declare any of God's glory, while he, in his second person, as son, would die on that tree. So then, we wonder if it was God, in his third person, whose hand covered the sun so that for three hours, it provided a short space in God's eternal time for that evil to subside. Mm. And breathing out his spirit, last breath, as it was finished, the testimony shows that the shared force of Jesus' release toward not only the veil within the temple, but broke the crust of the earth, causing it to tremble, 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 yielding forth the righteous dead. With that breath, Jesus let go of life so that he could gain life again. God, in the midst of this darkness, exchanged that crown of thorns for a crown everlasting glory. And we close today with these final words from Reverend Eleanor. Today is a day of preparation for us too. As we reflect on Jesus's suffering and death, when we encounter others today, knowing we were not there in answer to the song's question, yet knowing what we know, let us be prepared to talk about the deeper things of what happened on and beneath the cross. So brothers and sisters, let us ask others if knowing what happened at that cross, they now have received some new insight. Let us share our passion for his love. Let us tell them of the love we freely have received and the power of that love we ourselves have felt. Point them to a wonderful confirmation of faith and new life in God's word, such as, 
I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. You have been listening to a podcast from Two Pastors, One Roof, produced by Reverend Enrique Gordon and Reverend Shirley Gordon. You can get us on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Download the app and let us talk to you.